Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is from our walk series, which looks at different Bible verses that mention the conduct that we're to have as Christians. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Well, let's take our Bibles tonight and let's go to uh, the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 13, Romans chapter 13 tonight, and uh, we're going to be in uh, Romans 13, two verses tonight that I think will be a big help to us. We're continuing our series, Walk, and uh, we've just called the series Walk. It's just there's so many places in Scripture that encourage a Christian how to walk or how to live, and that's what we're looking at the last few weeks. We've been uh, diving into this, and tonight we're going to look at this idea of walking honestly. Walking honestly, it's found in Romans 13, but before we get there, I'm sure that you have... Um, You've heard about uh, Abraham Lincoln. Of course, you know him, and and, uh, we've uh, quoted him before, but uh, you probably, you've heard Abraham Lincoln's nickname. Uh, If you've heard of it, you'll be reminded tonight, it's Honest Abe. He was known as Honest Abe, and one of the reasons he was known for this is because of just the many stories that are recounted um, of his honesty. They say that the root of that nickname start in his early working life. As a young man, he got a job um, working as a a general store clerk. And as he was a clerk, uh, the story is told that one evening he was counting money and and counting the drawers after they had closed the, the store down. And he realized that he had a few extra cents in his till in the drawer. And uh, he had more money than should have been. And so he went back over the purchases of the day and he realized that one of the gentlemen that had purchased something, uh, Abraham Lincoln, had shortchanged him, not given him enough change back. And it was just a few cents. But the story is told that Abraham Lincoln, he would walk a long distance that night to return the money to that one customer. Uh, Also, while on staff there as a general store clerk, uh, the story is told that he was weighing out tea to give to a lady, and he weighed out her tea, and then uh, she went home. But when he when uh, after she was gone, he realized that he gave her too little amount of tea for the money that she paid him. And so what he did is he ended up showing up at her doorstep uh, with the extra tea in a bag to give to her. Hey, I, I didn't give you enough. And his honesty would follow him for years into his presidency. His honesty would follow him uh, to the Civil War. Uh, one of the quotes for, for Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War, he said this, I ain't been caught lying yet, and I don't mean to be. I ain't been caught lying yet, and I don't mean to be. Abraham Lincoln, he just had... A heart for truth. And for Lincoln, the truth, it wasn't worth sacrificing for any gain. No matter how large that gain may have been, Abraham Lincoln, honest Abe, he was a genuinely honest man. You know, if you think about it, honesty is probably one of the very first characteristics, and and it's probably one of the very first characteristics that you and I are taught Uh, Most families teach their kids the idea of honesty. I mean, even people who wouldn't uh, claim the Bible or religion or, or, or Christ or Christianity, anything, a lot of people just teach the idea of honesty. Employers are looking for honest employees. I mean, you think about uh, people at the store. A clerk is looking for honest folks who are going to deal with the cash. And and I uh, think about many people who get fired. One of the reasons they don't get fired, or one of the reasons they get fired is because 
They aren't honest with the money. And so honesty, it's one of those things that we really focus in on. And when you come to the book of Romans and chapter number 13, we're going to find tonight that Paul, uh, this author who was a persecutor of the church, but then trusted in Jesus and put his faith in Christ and became a great preacher for the church, Paul writes about this idea of honesty. And so take your Bible, if you would, and let's go to Romans 13, and we're going to read just a couple of verses. Romans chapter 13, verse 13 and verse 14. Romans 13. Verse 13 and verse number 14, it says this. It says, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. If you would look back real quick, verse 13, right at the beginning, Paul says this, let us walk honestly honestly. Let us walk honestly. Tonight, we're going to, again, continue our series, and we're going to look and see what it means to walk honestly. And so with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to give us a moment to pray. I know we already opened the service in a word of prayer, but just in the quietness of your own heart, would you uh, just take a minute and ask the Lord to speak to your heart tonight. Ask God to help you understand the importance of going through life with honesty. I'll give you just a moment to do that. Dear Lord, we just want to come before you and we thank you so much for the day. We thank you for the word of God. Thank you for how it applies into our life. We thank you, Lord, for your desire uh, to use the word of God and to help us and to speak to us. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that as we get into the word of God, that you would help us to be challenged. I pray, Father, that you'd help us to understand the idea of what it means to live honestly. And, Lord, thank you for uh, what you're going to do. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As I stated at the beginning of the message, we've been going through our series, Walk. Understanding, um, of course, it doesn't mean how I'm actually walking physically, but how I'm living this life. There's so many instructions in Scripture telling us how to go about our daily life and how to live. I'm thinking uh, through our series, we've been going through... uh, understanding that we're supposed to walk humbly. Man, I'm not going to live this life proud and thinking everything's about me. I'm going to want to live humbly. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago about walking worthy and understanding that I want to walk or live my life in such a way as would become a Christian, that if somebody put me up next to Christ, they'd be able to say, okay, I see some, uh, I see some characteristics that resemble each other and that there would be a life that would match what, what is spoken. And we're going to see that again tonight as well. But we also saw that we're supposed to walk in truth. Man, understanding that God's desire is that I would have his truth and put it into my life and continue to grow in that truth. And so we're gonna come tonight, we find ourselves in the, the book of Romans. Of course, the book of Romans is a letter written from Paul to many different house churches there in Rome. And uh, while Paul had not been to them yet, his desire was to go to them. But he also desired not only to go to them, but he wanted to write them and give them instruction. The first 11 chapters of the book of Romans deal with much of the the core doctrine of Christianity and what it means to, to know Christ. And then chapter 12 through chapter number 16 is kind of the practical, everyday living. How do we take 
take what we believe and allow it to affect our behavior and, and how we live. And while there are many things that Paul would write to these followers there in Rome, one of the things that we find him challenging them with is this idea of walking honestly. Go through life honestly, each day focused on living an honest and a decent life to those around you. The word honest here, it has to do with being completely open and completely uh, um, with no deception, completely decent. When we think about being honest, we think about just speaking honesty. But the truth is tonight that honesty goes way deeper than just our words. And we're going to see that this evening. And so I want us to take tonight and look at this idea of understanding that when Paul wrote about walking honestly, he wasn't talking about just with our words, but also with our actions and with our motives. And so tonight, as we look at this and define what an honest walk is, the question then is when someone is living an honest life, when they're doing that on a consistent basis, what's it going to look like? What does an honest walk look like? I want you to notice first off tonight that an honest walk is, number one, it is open and seen. An honest walk is open and seen. As we look at these verses, we find Paul immediately giving a simple comparison as to what an honest walk resembles. Notice what he says in verse number 13 when he says this, walk honestly as in the day. Walk honestly as in the day. When you look at this, Paul is saying, walk honestly or live your life as if you were open and seen in the daylight at all times. You think about this, when you go on a walk during the day, not at night, when you go on a walk during the day, it's open. You're seen and your path is seen. Lately, of course, as we've been getting some nicer weather, man, I'm so thankful uh, for the nicer weather, but Hannah and I have been able to go out on some walks each evening, and we're just, uh, just walk about a mile or so, a mile and a half, I don't know how much, how long it is, but we spend about 20, 25 minutes just walking, and man, you know what, it's such wonderful weather, the sun is, is just maybe beginning to set, but uh, even though, even though the sun's setting, I can still see. Man, if I'm walking during the day, I, I approach my, my walk physically a lot differently than if I'm walking at night. Uh, many of you, maybe you're like me in the sense of when you, uh, when you go to bed, I don't want any lights on. I, of course, I used to be scared of the dark until about a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? When I was scared of the dark, I wanted lights on. But now, of course, I'm not scared of the dark. I, I want the lights completely off unless I have to get up in the middle of the night. If I hear a noise or, or have to get up and use a restroom or something like that in the night, you know what happens, man? I want to grab my phone and turn a flashlight on. Why? I don't like walking in the dark. I can't see where I'm going. I can't see what's in front of me. I can't see the steps. Uh, no one else can, can see me. There's, there's, no, there's a lot of things concealed in the dark. And so when you look at this, if you think about walking in the dark, or walking in the light, excuse me. If you think about walking in the light, you can see where you're going. Other people can see where you're going. You can see any sort of danger or bad step. You can see exactly what is around you. You know your direction. You know where you've been, and you know where you're headed. Well, as Paul looks at and starts with the challenge of walking honestly, he says, let us walk honestly as in the day. And that's what an honest walk is going to be like. An honest walk is going to be like walking in the day. 
Now, I think this can have a lot of thoughts for us, but it applies to how I view my life as well as how others view my life. For the follower of Jesus, to walk honestly as in the day, it means I am living my life with no hidden agendas. I'm not hiding things. I live each day without anything concealed. How I treat people, I treat them with no hidden motive. I speak to people in honesty and in truth. I don't live with deceit and and this uh, conniving spirit of trying to get my way and get things done for me. No, I live every day as if every motive and every action and every word was open and seen by everyone. Because if I'm living my day in that way, man, it's going to cause me to be cautious about how I'm going through my day. Now, every step I take and every action I make uh, as I go through my day, I'm going to be concerned about that. Why? Because it's all open and seen. And so Paul is saying, uh, walk honestly as in the day. Now, we would think that mainly applies to what other people would see, but we've got to understand that the Lord sees it all. Man, even at night, God, you know, God's not blinded by darkness, right? Uh, the Lord can see straight through that. And so we need to understand that how I approach each day, I should desire to approach the day as, or excuse me, I approach each, uh, uh, the walk in my life and each decision in my life. I'm going to approach it as if it's complete daylight, everything open and seen. I'm, I should be aware of my surroundings and the direction I'm going and aware of the influences that I allow into my life. Paul said it this way to the church at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. He said, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us not sleep as do others. That just He's talking, not talking about death here. He's talking about just kind of going through life. There's a lot of people just kind of going through life. Paul says a Christian shouldn't do that. No, be awake and alert. Man, that's the walk of a Christian, the honest walk of a Christian. I'm awake and alert. I'm paying attention to what's coming. I'm paying attention to the direction I'm going. I don't care if people know about my motives or my actions or my words. Why? Because they're honest, because I'm staying honest. And when someone is walking in the day, man, I'm aware of the situation and thing and the things around me, decisions around me. My life is open and seen. And I'll say it this way, that what I say matches how I live. When I'm walking in, the, in, in honesty as I would be walking in the day, what I speak and how I live, they match up. So I see tonight, number one, that if I'm going to walk honestly, an honest walk is open and seen, but I notice also that an honest walk, it is opposite, it's the opposite of selfishness. An honest walk is the opposite of selfishness. As Paul continues, he lets us know what walking honestly is not. Verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day. And then what he, notice what he says. He says, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Hey, here's what walking is not. Walking is not in rioting and drunkenness. Now, what does he mean by this, rioting and drunkenness? If you were to look at it, the word rioting, in this particular passage, it it means to enjoy oneself in a lively and a noisy way, all right? To desire for people to see me. The word drunkenness, of course, has to do with being controlled by alcohol. Now, while this passage, and some could take this and say this is just 
referencing someone who's living a loud and obnoxious party life. I think there's more to it. This could be somebody who is constantly driven by pride, somebody who is constantly uh, looking to be noticed, somebody who has to have the attention of others, and this is the individual who has the all eyes upon me type mentality. They do anything to have attention. They are living that riotous and almost uh, controlled by other things life. And when you look at this, they are not quick to be led by the Spirit of the Lord, but instead they're driven by that, the, the eyes of others and by what others perceive about them. Paul says that's not walking honestly with that riotous living and that drunkenness being controlled by other things. That's not walking honestly. What else is it not? Well, it's not walking in chambering and wantonness. Not in chambering and wantonness. The word chambering here has to do with uh, being physically active and involved in fulfilling lust outside of the marriage relationship really talking about fornication. It's talking about uh, um, sexual perversions outside of the marriage relationship. And so he's saying, don't walk with this chambering. And then the wantonness. That word wantonness, it means to disregard the accepted rules. So it's kind of wantonness is disregarding what everybody kind of knows to be just how we live. These things, both of these things, they have to do with lustful and selfish thinking. The person who is living in chambering and wantonness is driven by self and the need to fulfill my desires and my wants right now. This person gives no regard to how their actions affect other people. Uh, They instead, they are completely set upon fulfilling their desires. They don't care about how things should be and how things should go. This person is totally focused upon themselves and what they want. Well, Paul writes, that's not walking honestly. Walking honestly isn't walking and rioting. It's not walking in drunkenness. It's not walking in chambering and wantonness. But then he also says it's not walking in strife and envying. Walking honestly is not walking in strife and envying. Strife and envy deal with someone who's contentious and jealous. The word strife means to be contentious. The word envy means to be jealous. This person is the one who is dealing with anger and discontented and a discontented life. This would be the person who's out for a fight, the one who's offended at anything that doesn't go their way. They're constantly jealous of what's taking place in other people's lives, and they're easily triggered and desirous to argue. And uh, one man said about a Christian living this way, he said, to strive and to envy, ill becomes the disciples and followers of the peaceable and humble Jesus. Man, that's what Paul's saying. Hey, a Christian, someone who's a follower of Jesus, they're not going to live contentious and in envy, not going to live contentious and, and in jealousy. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people out there that I know that claim the name of Christ, but they're angry and they're jealous. Paul says, hey, that's not walking honestly. Now, you look at all of these things. You look at uh, rioting and drunkenness, chambering and wantonness, strife and envy. When you look at all of these things, all of these are driven by a person's desire to please themselves, to get what they want, a person's pride. I want attention. I want pleasure. I want my way. 
Well, the honest walk is the opposite of this. And when someone is walking honestly, they are not going to be driven by selfish motives and selfish pleasure, pleasures. They're not going to be someone who is driven by their desires, someone who just easily gives into the flesh and is easily provoked into anger and is easily self-focused. No, I'm not driven by my own desires. I'm not easily given into strife and envy and rioting and, and drunkenness and chambering and wantonness. No, 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 no. That's not an honest walk. And so an honest walk, it is the opposite of me living for me. It's the opposite of selfishness. Paul says, let us walk honestly, as in the day, just as if everybody could see my motives, my actions, my words. If that was open and seen by everybody, I have nothing to fear. Why? Because I'm walking and living my life honestly. That is opposite than doing it, living my life in selfishness. And I bet every one of us could probably pinpoint uh, we, we could look at somebody else, couldn't we, and say, oh, well, that's them. They live selfishly. But before we do that, I know in my life I can look and say, wow, there's a lot of times where Dennis Fountain is driven by selfishness rather than being driven by that spirit of honesty which the Lord desires in our life that we would walk in such a way as in the day, not in those things that we just look at. And I hope that before we point the finger at somebody else, that we would allow these things to look within our life and say, God, I don't want to walk that way. I don't want to walk in the flesh. I don't want to be one who's driven by me. I want to be one who's walking honestly as in the day, everything open, everything seen, because you see it. And so, Lord, help me not to have anything where I'd say, well, I'm ashamed about that. Why? Because I'm walking honestly. I look tonight and I see that an honest walk, it is open and seen. An honest walk is the opposite of selfishness, but I want you to notice with me tonight that an honest walk, it comes through obedience and surrender. An honest walk comes through obedience and surrender. Take a minute, if you will, and look with me at, at Romans 13 and verse number 14. Romans 13 and verse number 14, where we read these words. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. You know, Paul is saying, he's helping the, the reader understand, and Paul wrote about this a lot, that none of None of the honest walk is possible. We, we can't possibly have an honest walk apart from the help of Jesus, apart from the help of the Lord. You see, an honest walk, it does not, it, it does not just come through desire. It comes through the help of God. We must be surrendered to him and obedient to him. I want you to see what he's talking about. The word... <clears throat> excuse me, I see surrender. I see it in the phrase, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what, tonight when I go home, uh, I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna go uh, into uh, my closet there and I'm gonna grab my PJs, my shorts and my t-shirt and I'm gonna change. In the morning when I get up, I'm gonna get up and and uh, take a shower, and, and aren't you thankful for that? And get up and take a shower. I, I guess you don't really need to because social distancing. 
So maybe I'll, I'm just kidding. I still will. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get up tomorrow, and Brian's booing my joke I just made. I'm going to get up tomorrow, and I'm going to change out of my PJs, and I'm going to put uh, a fresh pair of clothes on. You know what? Every day, just as if, just as I make a conscious decision to get up and get dressed, this is what Paul is talking about in Romans 13, 14. Every day, make a conscious decision to put Jesus on your life. Now, does that mean I need to trust Jesus for my salvation every day? No. No, once you get saved, you're always saved. You'll never lose that. What it means is once I get up every day, I need to make a conscious decision to let Jesus be involved in my life. He's the savior of my eternity, but I need to let him be my guide and my savior every day. And so what Paul is saying is, hey, listen, when you wake up, put on the Lord Jesus. Hey, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't, don't wake up and just try to desire or just try to live your day. No, wake up. And just as you would put on a pair of clothes, uh, just as you would make a conscious effort to be presentable and go out, make a conscious effort to let Jesus be involved in your life. Have a conscious surrender to the Lord each and every day. And so I want you to see tonight that we can't live honestly. Really, we can't do anything in the Christian life unless we are putting on the Lord, making the decision every day to allow God to be involved in every decision I make. God, I need your help and your guidance today. God, I need your mind today. God, help me to speak your words today. God, help me to walk honestly today. Help me not to have a hidden motives or agendas and why I speak to people or how I'm kind to people. Help me not to have uh, hidden, th- hidden, hidden reasons, uh, hidden uh, uh, actions in my life that are deceitful. No, God, help me to walk honestly. It starts with that area of being surrendered each day, waking up and surrendering to allow him to be involved in our lives. But then I see obedience. I see obedience in that phrase and making no provision for the flesh and make no provision for the flesh. Look with me at verse 14. He says, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Make not provision, uh, make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And this is Paul saying, hey, wake up and choose today. I'm not going to obey the flesh. I'm not going to make sin easy in my life. Today, instead, I'm going to walk in obedience to the Lord. Today, I'm going to walk with a surrendered heart and an obedient heart. God, I just want to obey you. Direct my day and help me to obey you in every decision. I'm not going to make that sin easy. I'm not giving provision. The word provision here, it means to give forethought. I'm not going to make, uh, make not uh, provision. I'm not going to give forethought to the flesh. Well, I wonder if I could get away with that. I wonder if, if uh, that, that's, uh, you know, it's only one small lie. Well, I'm not going to do those things. I'm not going to make sin easily accessible in my life. There's a lot of believers who make sin easily accessible. They, they maybe have a struggle with one thing or another, and they don't try to push that sin out of their life. Instead, they, they're like, a, like the, the child, seeing how close they could get to the line, you know? And that's what a lot of Christians are like. In the Bible, Paul writing, he's saying, hey, that's not walking honestly. No, if you're walking honestly, you're going to be surrendered. Lord, I give you my day, and then you're going to be obedient. God, I, I'm going to follow you today. 
Help me to follow your voice. God, help me to follow those little inclinations in my life when you speak to my heart about uh, how to respond to somebody or how to act with somebody or how to treat somebody or, or the actions I might have when I'm by myself. God, help me to have that integrity and that character. All of those things are partnered with this idea of walking honestly. And what I want us to understand tonight is that an honest walk, it just doesn't come through desire. Oh, I desire to walk honestly. No, it doesn't come that way. I've got to have that surrender to the Lord. I've got to have that relationship with God and and have a heart that says, God, I submit to you. I'm obedient to you. And only God can help you and I live our life in such a way that our words and our actions match. And that's really what the, the honest walk is. It's not just speaking that I'm a Christian. It's actually having a life that backs it up. In order to do that, I need his strength. And this comes through my surrender to him and my daily commitment to obey his word and to follow his heart. I think about Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 10. Paul worded it this way to the church at Colossae. He said, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Paul, he wrote wrote to the church at Corinth. He wrote to the church at Colossae. He wrote to these churches at Rome. Uh, He wrote to a number of people this idea at Ephesus, Philippi. He said, hey, put on the Lord. Make a decision, a conscious decision every day to make God a part of your life. Oh, he's already in your heart. You already know him as your savior. But make the decision that every day God is going to be an intricate part of every single uh, place I go and everything I see and everything I hear, God's going to be a part of that. And when I'm doing that, man, that's going to help me to have this honest walk. And I'll tell you tonight that there have been a lot of people, there have been a lot of people who have turned away from Christ or turned even away from receiving Christ because of the deceitful life of a so-called Christian. You know what I'm talking about? There are people out there that they've had this mindset, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be. If they're, man, if, my, if that coworker's a Christian, I don't want anything to do with Christianity. I can think of people that you might know and I might know, and, and uh, definitely people that we could probably all look to, and maybe it's, a, maybe it's a friend or a coworker or a family member that you would look at, and you'd say, if that's Christianity, I don't want any part of it. Why? Because what they say does not match who they really are. May we hear of Paul's challenge and his his encouragement tonight. Hey, walk honestly. Have a life that matches what you say. Don't have hidden motives and agendas. Don't be one way with this certain group and then portray yourself as something different to others. I I think right now... um, The social media life. I heard one man say, no one has a bad day on Facebook. You know, no one has a bad day on Twitter. Well, now you have everybody saying uh, horrible things. My day's so bad on, but most most people, they live two lives, social media life and real life. You know, and on social media, people uh, can portray themselves one way, but then there's reality. You know, Paul is writing, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't, don't have things that you say and then what your actions are. No, let them meet up. Well, how do I have that? You walk honestly. Understand that it's open and seen. And I'm going to live every day, nothing hidden. 
No lies that I have to work at covering up. No actions that I have to hope no one finds out. Uh, no thoughts that I just think, oh, well, uh, that's just in my mind, and I'll, I'll just think that's something. No, I don't have any of that to worry about. Why? Because I'm walking honestly today. I'm honest with the Lord. I'm honest with people. My actions don't betray my Christianity. It's open and seen. Uh, honest and honest walk is that opposite of selfishness. I'm not going to live today trying to fulfill my wants and my desires and my life. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live today completely surrendered and obedient to the Lord. I don't know about you tonight, but I, I want, as a follower of Jesus, I want to walk honestly. I want my life and my words and my actions to match up. And I want to challenge you with that tonight. Live a life that matches your claim to Christianity. Live a life that matches your claim. Oh, I'm a Christian. Live a life that matches that. But know that you can't do it. I can't do that in my own strength. I need to wake up tomorrow and let God be a part of it, an intricate part of everything I do. And the last thought I give you tonight is let's choose to walk honestly. And choose to walk honestly in my words, in my actions, and in my motives. If you're with us tonight and you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, listen, I want to encourage you to, with me, be challenged. God, help me tomorrow to walk honestly. Help me to have words and actions that match my claim to being identified with Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.